Williamson, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. C.J. McCollum, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Jordan Hawkins, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists on 6 of 13 from the field. Matt Ryan, 12 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 of 7 from 3. Welcome into the pod, Pat. Thank you for coming on. For sure. Appreciate you, you having me on here. Um, I, I think this was uh, certainly uh, a game we were we were looking forward to. I think uh, one way or another, it, it showed us um, a couple things. Um, certainly, a couple things to take away that were that were positive, and then as well as some things that were, um, you know, glaring in terms of being deficiencies that this team has um, kind of been dealing with for for some time now. But I think regardless, this was a game that that needed to happen, and, and ultimately an outcome that. Um, hopefully pushes his team in, in the right direction kind of moving forward. Yeah, I can totally agree on that point. Uh, just one big glaring uh, kind of stat from the game is the Pelicans kind of getting out-rebounded 64-39, uh, and I feel like that was kind of the main issues of the ball game tonight. Yeah, I think statistically right that that'll obviously be that, that glaring point you're you're kind of speaking on there. But I think a lot of that that rebounding, um, you know, woes that they're facing has, has been something that they've been they've been dealing with at times. You know, looking back towards last year, I think a lot of that um, comes down to kind of roster construction, um, kind of the styles that some of these um, you know players certainly prefer to play at, and and, and some of the fits that that we're dealing with here, um, you know, with this roster currently. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just seems like, you know, certain people might happen to be playing out of position and, um, you know, some nights that works for the Pels and then, you know, you see a night like tonight when, you know, you have either a Vows or a Larry just kind of out there and it just kind of seems, you know, a little tougher against some of these uh, better teams like the Warriors tonight. Yeah, I think um, really the biggest you know, deficiency currently that this team has is at the five spot. Um, you know, albeit this, this game didn't, didn't turn out the way that we wanted and obviously, you know, lost pretty handedly, um, you know, kind of starting from the, the second quarter on it, uh, you know, Golden State was kind of able to take control and kind of, um, you know, withstand any, any runs that we had, we had attempted to kind of make um, later in that second half, trying to, you know, tighten things up. But, um, Really, even despite that, I feel pretty good about you know the players that we have on our roster and our in our current rotation and and the flexibility and the different um, you know styles we can play and the versatility of the roster when looking at you know positions one through four. Um, essentially, you know you've got the big three pretty much slotted at at one through three with the addition of you know Herb playing whether you want to call it power forward or, or small forward, and then obviously you've got you know coming down the pipeline. Somebody like Jose, which is going to be that energizer bunny, the guy that kind of, um, you know, gets into the opposing team a little bit, you know, causes some turnovers, able to hit some timely shots, um, helps create energy, you know, on those games that, that you're kind of um, dragging your feet a little bit, whether that's on the second night of a back-to-back or, or, or whatever really the situation is. And then obviously a guy like Trey Murphy, um, who obviously is kind of an up-and-coming guy who's got a lot of those 
um, skills that you look for in an up-and-coming young player in terms of athleticism, size, um, and shooting. So, um, you know, looking at that on a nightly basis, there's certainly a lot of opportunities to to create advantageous matchups and have um, positions of strength out there on the floor, whether it's, um, you know, against any other team in the league, but it seems like on a night-in, night-out basis, the the big issue that we're facing um, nightly is that that five position. I think um, I think there's a it's it's more in terms of, of fit with this team, right? Um, the things that we need um, our five man to, to offer every single night and, and ultimately um, provide to the rest of the the unit um, is something that we're currently not getting with with Jonas um, at the moment. And and obviously going forward, I think that. Um, it's not something that can really be changed in terms of playing harder or you know changing scheme. Currently, I think it's just hit the way he plays and, and um, you know his makeup and his athletic ability really kind of handcuffs this team to ultimately you know lowering the ceiling of this group. I think this group currently constructed can be a, um, a competitive team on a night in out at night out basis, but ultimately I think that that ceiling is kind of capped off at a you know, borderline playoff team because you're just not able to compete with those higher end teams that not only one are, are going to put a lot of pressure, um, you know, in the pick and roll between, um, you know, top level ball handlers and, and players that are going to play with the ball, but we're also struggling to end possession. So, um, you know, it just makes it harder on the group itself to, to play really, really effective defense for, for 20 seconds, 24 seconds. Um, to force a miss and then ultimately give up a rebound and, and then you're kind of starting back over from scratch. So um, I think that that's certainly the biggest area that the front office, um, you know, Griff and, and Trajan need to start um, looking in that direction and, and I would imagine um, are going to start fielding some calls sooner than later. I definitely believe it's kind of glaring to – come into this game and get out-rebounded by a team historically who, you know, that's kind of their uh, woes as well as kind of rebounding that ball because they have a lot of smaller lineups and everything like that. And for us to basically get out-rebounded by 25 against them, you know, that really kind of shows what you're saying is that glaring hole at the five spot and uh, the biggest thing of kind of just ending possessions. I feel like we really do a good job maybe going one-on-one with these guys and individual defense, but it's then getting that long rebound or kind of finishing those possessions. Yeah. And I think a lot of that can stem from the fact that we do struggle so much at the, at the point of attack, right. As at the five spot, whether that's, you know, being able to hedge or, or blitz or ice a coverage, but ultimately, you know, like you've mentioned in the past that, uh, with JV, really, we're very limited to just kind of playing that drop coverage, which ultimately, you know, teams kind of know that, that that's the the route that we're going to go. And a lot of times, we struggle from a rebounding perspective due to the fact that we're having to play drop coverage, and, and we're already kind of pre-setting this rotation, and guys are flying around from one guy to the next because they're having to cover for that drop coverage and that inability to kind of stop, you know, um, pressure or, or, or other teams ball handlers trying to put pressure on the rim we can't contain that you know they're already kind of starting to come downhill which which help which causes one guy to step over and kind of um, step into that helper's position which then sets the rest of the defense in rotation covering up shooters on the perimeter 
And then from that point, it's a lot harder to find a body and, and track down a rebound whenever you're playing in space rather than being, you know, next to a guy that you're you're supposed to be guarding. So I think it's twofold. It's not just a rebounding problem. It's a defensive containment problem from that five spot because we're already having to cover for them so much. Yeah, and, you know, that always puts a little more pressure on, say, a Herb Jones who tonight had his hands full with Steph. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really get mad at him for his individual defense when, you know, that back line isn't supported uh, that well. Yeah, obviously nobody nobody has figured out a way for, for a decade now, right, to successfully kind of slow down the Warriors offense or, or Steph himself from an individual perspective. Um, but there certainly are, um, you know, characteristics of, of defenses that have had some success against them. And, and some of that is that those those five mans, when they're coming off screens, have to be a little more involved. You found that teams will tend to go a little bit smaller just to have a little bit more mobility out there, um, just to kind of at least buy those defenders a little bit, you know, uh, a, a extra split second when they're chasing Steph around numerous ball screens. And obviously you could see that that's something that we're trying to somewhat emulate with Larry. But really in terms of what Larry provides, I... I I think he's being put into a position that ultimately probably isn't very fair to him where he's almost having to assume the responsibilities of a, a starting caliber center in this league. Even though he's not starting on a nightly basis, those responsibilities fall to him just because, um, you know, from the get-go, we know that there are very um, there, there, there are a lot of limitations from JV's perspective in terms of mobility and athleticism um, and ability to play in space against some of these um, high-level players, so um, I think you're kind of just seeing a trickle-down effect where um, we're dealing with two or three guys in that that um, you know four or five spot that are just really kind of um, being mismanaged and they're being put in a position where expectations are too high and we're we're kind of we're throwing too much at them for for really what their abilities are. So um, I think that that's really the big issue for this team and and something that. I feel should should really be addressed as, as soon as possible. Yeah, and to go along with that, um, we kind of discussed that the Warriors didn't necessarily play their best game, you know, coming off of a back-to-back. And really what opened this game up was in that third quarter, they went on one of their runs, but they were able to get those rebounds. And mainly it was from kind of those other guys. I mean, you look at uh, kind of the stats from their starters and besides Steph no one really kind of hurt them there besides uh, Moody hitting a couple shots but that was mainly off getting those second chance points and then whenever that second unit came in Gary Payton and uh, Jackson really seemed to benefit from kind of those extra possessions that uh, they had been getting uh, the third quarter and on. Yeah I think and the, one of the bigger things that you know, giving up offensive rebounds ultimately does to a to a team that is kind of trying to find their identity. And I, I would say it's probably not a far-fetched um, or outlandish statement to say that, you know, the, the Pelicans team itself is a team that's trying to find their defensive identity. I, I wouldn't, assume, I wouldn't you know, call them a team that, you know, their foundation is defense and a team that, you know, thrives on defense, right? They have a lot of really high-level, skilled offensive players, right, that have some abilities to be good defenders, but that's that's really not where they they make their money, right, on the defensive end. So 
especially dealing with a group like that that is going to be a little more fragile in terms of um, you know buying in from a possession to possession basis being able to end those possessions when they do buy in and get stops and compete is super vital you know be in terms of keeping them engaged and motivated and, and having them buy into it so I mean besides the fact that you know statistically it's an issue in terms of just you know keeping the energy up keeping them involved and, and keeping them um, you know locked in on, on those defensive principles um, on a possession to possession basis the inability to end possessions and rebound the basketball really is something that um, if they're not able to get a you know a handle on or, or um, figure out a solution to that um, in a timely manner that's something that I think that could really infiltrate the team and, and kind of bleed into the the overall um, you know camaraderie and obviously the the ability to improve as a team yeah and um, kind of just looking at other things that were that I at least saw was even with Brandon Ingram being out with due to injury today uh, you would have maybe thought that that offense would have you know had a little more um, turnovers and you know they did a pretty good job with only having 11 tonight so you know that was a good sign that may, their main ball handler who usually has the ball in their hands a lot was out and you would think that the turnovers would go up because of that because other people are handling the ball or have more responsibility and uh, they seem to keep that in check with 11 so that was probably a pretty good sign right yeah I agree um, that kind of just um you know that kind of just hammers home the, the point that I, that I was touching on earlier. I think outside of the the rebounding issue, I think there were a, a lot of positives to take from it. Uh, I thought you saw a guy like um, Jordan Hawkins come out in a, obviously a, a pretty sensitive situation. You know, like you mentioned, Bi was a late scratch under this game, which allowed the opportunity for for Jordan to, to step into that starting lineup tonight and get his first uh, NBA start. And I thought he played. Really, really, really well. Um, I think you're you're not only kind of seeing what he was touted for coming into the league, which would being a, a high level shooter. Um, he's not only shown the the ability and the desire to shoot it, but um, he's already shooting at a really effective clip, and um, he has the ability to get off tough shots. He's got a super quick release, um, and, and just has a, a, a keen ability to kind of find space and, and get off shots, but. Um, to my surprise, he's been a, a very effective defender. I thought he's been able to move his feet, even though he's a little bit undersized. He's been able to move his feet, stay in front of bigger players. Um, and I think if you look at the numbers, he probably was our second or third highest rebounder tonight, um, which he did a really good job of um, you know, rebounding out of his area. He was tracking down longer rebounds, which is, which is great, right? But this isn't something that you want to have to rely on you know, a six-foot-three combo guard to be one of your highest level rebounders um but again kind of looking at at his development his production i think that and obviously it's early on and, and we're still working through some of the development that we're um you know we're working on in terms of a guy like dyson but i think obviously the the early success and obviously the way that jordan plays um is something that really gives this team and this front office maybe some flexibility moving forward potentially shift some guys around um, in terms of how quickly he's kind of been able to, to come up to speed and, and really start, um, you know, producing and contributing to this team so early on. He's been really good for the Pels, in my opinion, and uh, 
something we discussed as well is just him coming in, you know, being a rookie, a young guy who has confidence, especially with, you know, three bigger talents with B.I., Zion, and C.J. around him, to come into the game and feel confident enough whenever he touches the ball. You know, he's kind of got that green light and, you know, shoots him quick, and he's not really hesitating because of the other people who are around him or the gravity of those other guys. So that's always good to see. It's kind of, you know, another Trey Murphy out there where, you know, it took him a little bit, I think, Trey did, but once he started, you know, hitting some shots and uh, got in the flow of the offense and everything, you know, he was he was good to go. So I think seeing Hawkins just basically come in from game one and then all the way up until tonight when he started to, you know, never even lose confidence, just shoot it whenever he touches the ball and, you know, let the chips uh, fall where they may. Yeah, that's a that's a good call out. I think I think the um, the timing of this is really really advantageous for the for the Pels. I think the ability to see him um, kind of be inserted in there right away, and his ability to kind of play off of different guys. He's been someone who we can kind of throw in to any group, and he still finds a way to be effective. Um, I think that's something that that really expedites right the 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 timing. Um, that this team has to start looking in other directions based on his early development and and the contributions that he was making. You know, if he was if he was coming into these games and either wasn't getting playing time or when he was playing was looking shell shocked, wasn't really looking for a shot, or was looking overwhelmed from an athletic standpoint or um, ability to at least compete on the defensive end, I think that you would be a little bit more wary of potentially moving off of guys like like Dyson or um, or or Najee. Um, you know, here in the coming weeks and, and working up to the trade deadline. Um, but with seeing that, I think the Pels have a really strong um, seven or eight guys. I think if you have the right construction in terms of that five spot, I think you're able to then shift Larry back to a more comfortable um, position where I feel like he should be playing a little bit more of that backup power forward um, that he gives you the ability to with the right five man next to him. You can play him at the four and kind of go bigger because he is a little bit more mobile um, next to another five. And then if there is that specific, you know, team or situation, when kind of looking back to that Phoenix series um, a couple years ago, you know, you were able to see him kind of get put in there in very specific situations and thrive as a small ball five. But I think having him uh, being put in the position of having to play pretty much starter level minutes at the five spot, not only is, uh, is an injustice to him, but it's also not fair to the rest of the team and the rotation because you're already kind of stripping that rotation down from the get-go because you know you're having to go from JB. Um, so I would say sticking with that seven or eight key guys and then starting to now look uh, maybe elsewhere to potentially make a move here in the coming weeks I think would be something that um, you certainly would want to do sooner than later just to allow um, the team uh, the most uh, extensive amount of time to potentially gel that new group. But I think certainly a move like that raises this, this team's ceiling um, and essentially gives them, um, you know, really no, um, I wouldn't say flaws, but any areas the, of concern or, or areas that they couldn't feel like on any given night, they would be in an advantageous position. No doubt about it. Um, just kind of going off what you said there, uh, big guy, kind of looking for it. I mean, if it if it was up to you, I mean, is there any guys that you see just early on that could you know maybe be a target for the Pelicans? If you think this is something that 
they could be doing here in the next couple weeks or like you said down the road for that trade deadline yeah I think um, in terms of throwing names out there I, before going through everybody and, and start breaking down deals you know I'd want to take a look at some of those I think it's easier we could talk about characteristics of a guy that I think fit well um, you know I think really what you're looking for in a five position is is the Pels need to go away from somebody that potentially um, you know is offensively um, you know oriented essentially there will never be a situation and obviously I'll tell this is a caveat everything that I'm saying is based on the fact that I'm assuming this team is healthy, right? This team's ceiling um, is something that we look at when, when they've got the full cupboard of ingredients in place, right? So assuming you have a guy like CJ, a guy like Brandon, a guy like Zion, a guy like Trey Murphy coming off the bench, the emergence of somebody like Jordan Hawkins who could shoot the ball, it looks like he can play in the mid-range, I wouldn't be surprised before too long you start to see him living a little bit more around the rim, maybe shooting some runners from floaters. You know, you have at least four guys there that, that need the ball offensively and deservedly so should have the ball in their hands over a guy like JV. So when, when I'm thinking of a five position, I want somebody who can be just as effective on the game without taking one shot. You know, if this person, um, you know, happens to provide 8, 10, 12 points, well, then it's just icing on top of the cake. But this player needs to be able to um, be mobile. They need to be able to guard um, you know, in space, move their feet, which ultimately is going to allow our defense to be a little more versatile because then we can start, you know, addressing and attacking ball screens um, in a different way and allows our guys to stay out of rotation for longer periods. Besides being, you know, rangy, athletic, have the ability to move their feet, they need to be somebody that can um, somewhat protect the rim. And now that doesn't need to be in terms of a guy that, that blocks four or five shots a game you know, or be an incredible intimidator around the rim. They need to be able to play around the rim and be in the right spot in the right time um, in terms of just being able to be mobile and rotate with the rest of the team. Um, and then lastly, we, we obviously love to find somebody kind of segueing off the rest of this conversation that can ultimately end games, um, you know, or end possessions um, with rebounds, essentially. Um so, I mean, a guy that I would think of just off the top of my head would be a guy like Robert Williams. Um, very athletic guy. He has struggled with some injuries in the past, which potentially, um, you know, might make it a little bit uh, easier to acquire him. But he's the exact kind of mold that you're looking for. And, he, and that was something that he had shown in Boston playing next to guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum was the ability to really play in space, move his feet, um, you know, defend at the rim. And, and then he was able to be a vertical threat as well on the offensive end in terms of pick and roll and catch and lob. So um, I think that that's kind of the, the mold that they're looking for. And by doing that, you're really leaning into, um, you know, those three or four guys that we mentioned earlier offensively and allowing them to, um, you know, kind of have the burden of, you know, moving this team in the right direction offensively, but yet giving them the support that they need um, from that center position. Yeah, um, just kind of wrapping things up here. I think that was some great insight. And uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on if you had anything else from this game that you see or saw that stood out, if it was from Zion or CJ or just the team as a whole, Coach Willie Green. Is there anything else that you kind of want to touch up on before we close this thing out? 
Yeah, I would say that it's important to keep in mind, obviously, coming off of a loss like that. And then we outlined a couple of areas of concern that, you know, um, the sky is not falling. You know, it, it's, it's early in the season. We knew that this was going to be a team coming in um, to SKC that it's a tough team to beat, right? They're um, at the back end of a dynasty, but certainly are one of the better teams in the history of this league you know, led by one of the best players who arguably is still probably in his prime. So um, regardless of who was out there for us or, or how we were playing, it was always going to be a tough matchup. Um, would we have liked to come out and perform better um, and ultimately um, win that game? Sure. But again, it's early. This team is still growing. I think you can take just as much away from one of these games that kind of um, show you the issues that you have. Now it's just about taking those issues and finding a pathway to ultimately improving that so that when you get later down in the season and you're playing against not only the Warriors but other top teams in the league, they don't have an area that they can already go to um, that you have as a weakness and that they can you know, take advantage of it and put you in, in difficult situations. Outside of that, um, I've liked what I've seen from Zion and CJ. And prior to tonight, obviously, Brandon being out, I think the big three is kind of working their way into it. Um, they're, they're finding ways to be productive. Um, and then one thing I did like, even though it probably was not the most beneficial in terms of what was happening with the game, I, I, I did enjoy seeing the team play with a little bit of emotion. Do I think it was appropriate in terms of allowing the officials to dictate the emotion coming out of them? No, but it was nice to see them um, at least show some some displeasure, right? You could tell that they wanted this game, um, despite the outcome. They, they they wanted to find a way to beat Golden State. They wanted to, um, you know, they wanted to work for the respect from them and gain that respect from uh, from a former champion and, and team that was a dynasty and, and still arguably um, could add to that dynasty. But um, I thought it was refreshing to see not only Coach Willie. Um, you know, be there in support of his team uh, by picking up that technical. But you saw a guy like Herb um, voicing some frustration, which is just ultimately and unfortunately, it's part of this league. You know, you have to be heard at some point to to kind of get that respect from from other players and from officials. So hopefully, kind of um, you know, being more vocal and expressing that is something that that they can benefit from. But um, I think the biggest thing is just learn from your mistakes. Um, don't be naive about the issues that you currently have, and don't be afraid to you know, take some chances um, if you ultimately want this team ceiling to be as high as it possibly can. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it uh, before we end here. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's always tough losing that first one, and especially in this fashion. But like you said, I feel like it can definitely bring out some positives um, for this team going forward. And uh, again, you know, going down 130 to 102 tonight yeah it looks bad but hopefully you know they're back on the drawing board tomorrow and uh can uh start moving ahead for this game wednesday which is another big matchup against okc the team that knocked us out of the play-in last year so hopefully there's some good news on the horizon about bi there should be a injury update tomorrow but you know, if he can't go Wednesday, then we go with the same group that we had tonight. And, you know, hopefully we learned a few things and uh, we can get back on track with another win in OKC in a ESPN game.
Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to another opportunity. Um, again, we've got another um, super talented team coming in. Um, we're going to go ahead and be playing another um, super talented primary ball handler in, in Shea. Um, so we're going to have another opportunity to take a look at that five position and seeing how, how we can um, hopefully improve that with the current team and, and potentially see if there's any way to, to improve this team from an outside perspective as we move forward. Definitely. Um, that's all I got. And, uh, you know, always let's go Pelicans and, uh, I'll see you Wednesday.